Let me tell you a story, podcast number 119. It was the best of times, it was the worst of times. Call me Ishmael. It was the age of wisdom. Some years ago, never mind it is a how long, long it is. You don't know about me without you. Welcome to Let Me Tell You a Story with your hosts, Steve and Becky Lyles. Settle back into your seat, step onto your favorite fitness machine, or lace up your walking shoes, and enjoy stories from a variety of genres and authors. Hi, this is Steve. Hi, this is Becky. Welcome to Let Me Tell You a Story. After spending nine years as the Vice President of Women's Programs at the Los Angeles Mission, our guest today, Marsha Tennyson, founded Inner Light in Long Beach, California. That was in 1997. In 1999, she moved to Boise, Idaho to open City Light Home for Women and Children for the Boise Rescue Mission. She spent two and a half years as director of City Light, and it was there she realized the enormous need for transitional living in Idaho. In May of 2001, Inner Light was incorporated in Idaho and is now doing business as Chrysalis Women's Transitional Living Incorporated. Chrysalis's mission is to provide women whose lives have been devastated by addiction and the pains of their past with an opportunity for a life of purpose and fulfillment. Thanks so much for joining us, Marcia. We're excited to learn about your life and your work and how Chrysalis has impacted Boise and beyond. Thank you so much for having me, Becky. I'll start with the first question. Did you grow up in California? Yes, I did grow up in California. My dad was actually a milkman, and my mom was a stay-at-home mom, and we just had a pretty normal upbringing in Montebello, California. So you're a California girl. What is it like to live in? Boise's kind of on the edge of the desert, and we don't have a whole lot of ocean I guess we have a driving distance uh, in Portland. Well, when I first got here to Idaho, it took me about five years to stop whining about being here. I felt like God called me here, and uh, I really, really didn't like the winters. But now, after being here for almost 20 years, I can't imagine Christmas without snow. How did you start working with women? That is a very, very long story. Um, To make it as short as possible, it was not anything that I ever imagined myself doing. Um, My father, when I was about 15, felt called to Skid Row missions. And so the last few years of my high school years, I spent a lot of time like Christmases and Thanksgivings and some time Sunday nights in missions on Skid Row. And if you don't know what Skid Row is, um, we don't really have much of a Skid Row here in Boise, Idaho. But Skid Row is a place where people normally live in boxes, which we call cardboard condos. And most of them are addicted to drugs and alcohol and pretty much have lost everything that's very meaningful to their lives. And so they just exist rather than live on the streets. So I, of course, wasn't interested in working with men. And at that time that my father was working in the Skid Row area, 
it was mostly the alcoholic older men. And as the years went by, women started peppering the streets, young women, 18 years and even younger, that were addicted to drugs and alcohol. We always had the red light district, which was the area where women were in the hotels and I don't think I have to explain the red light district, but we always had the red light district, but we didn't have the young women and the women that are on drugs and alcohol on the streets. And so I uh, had already grown up. I had a family of my own when God started working on my heart to help the women that my dad was so concerned about on the streets in LA. And so I started hearing God's small voice saying to me, would you be willing to go down to Los Angeles into the streets and work with the women there? And I was like, I don't think so. (laughs) I'm kind of like a Moses, you know, I never really want to do right away what God suggests. I have to be kind of pushed and coerced into it. I wish I could say that weren't true, (laughs) but it is. And so I would hear this when I go to bed at night, when I wake up in the morning, and it just started really haunting me if I would be willing to go. And I called my dad one day and said, well, you know, I'm not really qualified to work with women on Skid Row. My my own life was pretty normal, and I hadn't had any substance abuse or any abuse of any kind really in my life. And I, I couldn't imagine how I could connect or be effective for the women on the streets, but I just couldn't lose that calling that kept coming into my heart. And so I thought, well, I'm gonna have to do something to prepare myself. And so I started a women's Bible study, which I'd never done, and started working with women that way. And eventually, God went around the corner and called my husband to go down and work with my parents on Skid Row in the computer area, doing accounting and things like that. And so we actually ended up going. I was still kicking and screaming a little bit, but we ended up going. And I started working in one of the missions in Los Angeles. And I was there about three weeks. It was a home, actually, for women and children. And after about three weeks, I knew that this is what I was created to do, and that never has left me. I, I have been so excited to be able to touch women's lives who have had lives of abuse and devastation, who've lost everything and are struggling to survive. And even though I myself had not experienced that, I had experienced the saving grace of Jesus Christ, and I knew that I could share that. Marsha, I've known you for quite a few years now, and am fully aware of your deep passion for your work with women, and so it's great to hear your story about how that got started. So tell me about Um, Your first time with the ladies, did you feel a real connection, a camaraderie? Just What was it like? So when I first uh, went to L.A., like I was saying, I was involved in like a home for women and children. And I really observed it first and then participated in just small things like helping with setting the dinner table and helping take care of the children and just kind of 
slowly worked my way into being more part of the staff and ended up spending the whole summer there. But I did realize right away that all of us are exactly the same. We have different circumstances and we have different opportunities or lack of, but all of us were created with a purpose and God has imagined in his mind's eye an amazing being. And so I was able to connect with the women because I knew that. I had that information, how much God loved them. And because I had God living in me, I was able to share that with each woman that I came in contact with. What exactly is chrysalis? Okay, so what we said earlier was that I came to Idaho to open up City Light for the Boise Rescue Mission, which was another great opportunity for me after being on Skid Row in L.A. for 10 years as the vice president of women's programs. And I was able to set the building up and hire staff and, and get all ready for the women that would be coming to us here in Idaho. I knew that we needed transitional living. The programs that I had run before were closed, including this when I started City Light, and I wanted to do a program where women could learn how to live life on life's terms, where they could work and be involved in the community and, and be able to fail and still have somewhere that they could come home to that was safe, because that's how we learn. And so we were able to open up Chrysalis at the end of 2001 in our first home there and started with six women in about the first month. And we created programming for them so it's just not a place where they're living in transition, but it's a place where they can heal from their past hurts and they can learn how to reinvent themselves and know that they were created for a purpose and a place where they could reunite with their children and their families. And so that was our vision for Chrysalis so many years ago, and it is the same today. We're very excited that we've had Chrysalis now for 18 years, and we have women that are living in our homes that have come out of physical abuse, emotional abuse, and a feeling of just rejection in general. And so when they come to Chrysalis, one of the exciting things for me is the first day they come and I'm able to greet them with a big hug. And all of the staff is there to greet them and welcome them into Chrysalis and give them hope, even if they don't have any of their own, hope that we can loan them while they're getting better and we have programming for them. So women come in now, actually it's really exciting. We have a first month program we call the day program now where the first month you're at Chrysalis, you don't have to go out and work and find a job right away because we have someone, we have a, an entry coordinator that works with them one-on-one -on -one and in groups and teaches them about Jesus and how much he loves them. They go through the book of Mark. They go through some recovery books like Grace Recovery, and they are taken to the food bank, and they make we make sure that they have all the clothing that they need and help them with their resumes. So it's really, really great. We've had that for the last little over a year 
where women can have time to acclimate into the community because a lot of our women come from prison or jail and they're coming out of addiction. They come sometimes from detox or sometimes even off the street. And we want them to be able to have a place really to, to heal. It's, they've just been through so much and really have given up many times on life. Some of them have tried to end their lives. Some of them have overdosed in the past. Some of them have lost their children up you know, to adoption. They have a lot of pain. And so, you know, they just need to be loved. And we have rules, of course, and we try to teach them accountability and while they're in a safe environment where they have support and just a place to learn how to become, I believe. And that's what Chrysalis is about. A question on the Chrysalis website asks, why is Chrysalis crucial in our state and community? And the answer on the website is, because women need a second chance. When women come through our doors, most have lost all hope of ever having a life worth living. Our programs provide women who come out of incarceration, addiction, homelessness, and abuse a safe, loving Christian environment where they can heal and find hope. Over 90% of women in prison were sexually abused as little girls. Many were physically and mentally abused. Much of the addiction and addicted-related crimes are a result of the pains of their past. Coming from very dysfunctional backgrounds, they don't have the tools required to be successful. They are in great need, not only for a place to live, but to begin a new life they can be proud of. So, Marcia, those are sobering statements. You've somewhat answered my question, but I'd like to know a little bit more about how you help women move from the severe pain of their past to a life of purpose and fulfillment. One of the things that we have at Chrysalis that I think has lacked in their lives and is extremely important is structure. We have curfews. The women have to go to AA meetings once, at least one a week. We have two classes, a class on Wednesday night and Sunday night. These classes are designed to help them through some life skills that they've lacked. They get jobs, and they meet with a coach once a week, one-on-one. There's a coach that goes through their workbook with them and their book notes and their church notes. Everybody attends a church of their choice. There's just a lot of requirements. That we try to keep them really busy. But these things are important because I know you've probably experienced this. The more success you have, the more courage you have to keep going. All of us want to feel some success, and they haven't had any. And so when they're completing their work, when they have a consistent schedule every week, when they know they can come home to a safe place where they're not going to be abused. In many other aspects of our program, it creates an environment of, I think, peace inside them and an understanding that there's more to life than the drama that they've come out of. And most of the women have just lived in so much pain and drama, really, and loss that 
even though these things might not seem huge in themselves, they cumulatively are very huge for them. And the things that they're learning in the books that they read, like the first book they read is Safe People. Well, yes, we have to learn who's safe. We find out we're not. So that's always a really big one. But all the different books and classes that we we do for them, we do boundaries, we do classes on relationship, we do classes on health. We have a staff member that works with them now on their diet and supplements, trying to help them in that way, because lots of times we have used because we are self-medicating and we don't have the nutrients and things that we need in our bodies. And so we try to work with the whole woman and, you know, taking them to the why, helping them learn how to eat, telling them that they were created with a place in their heart that only God can fill. Kind of like a puzzle piece, looks like a cross. I like that visual. That only God can fill the hole in your heart. And I think the consistency, the honesty that we teach them, and all those things are creating a place, a structure that they can thrive in. So after all these years, we've, we have a lot of women that come through the doors of Chrysalis. We realize more and more how it's so important to build and accept Christ and build a relationship with Him personally in each woman. The women who are unable to come to that place of surrender and acceptance that God has created a better way for them struggle for years. Sometimes they come back years later. They just haven't been able to change their own life because, well, it's something that God does inside of us. He transforms us. It's a, it's a miracle unexplained, actually. But we know when it happens because everything changes inside of us. Our desires change. Our thoughts change. Who we want to be with changes. I don't think there's anything more rewarding or amazing than watching the women change. From I mean, when they come through the door, they can't imagine that their life will ever be any different than it is. And that line that Becky read, a lot of the women say on the graduation story cards that they do their testimony on and they say, I never thought I'd have a life that I could be proud of. And I think that's really, that statement says a lot. Chrysalis's mission statement is Women Empowering Women Toward Positive Life Change. How does that work? So as you were just saying, yes, that is our, our mission statement, Women Empowering Women Toward Positive Life Change. And recently we've added with integrity and purpose to the statement because I felt like that was something that I really wanted to add. Integrity is something that the women haven't really experienced a lot at this point, and we really want to instill integrity in them. And of course, we've talked about purpose and how God has created each of us with a purpose. And I think that the only way that we'll ever really feel fulfilled in life is when we do find that purpose. So we feel like we have a reason for being here, that we matter, that there's some thing that is bigger than ourselves that created us 
with something amazing to do on this planet. And so that helps them a lot when they really realize how special they are in that way. The other thing that we did many years ago is take the women, helping women off, <laughs> because we, <laughs> we have men on our board now. So we have empowering women toward positive life change with integrity and purpose. And that's how we change that. So I think that it's a great statement and it really explains well what our mission is. So a lot of the people that work with us, of course, are women. It says women because our counselors, our coaches are women. Most of our, our staff is women, but we do have men on our board and we do have men that teach the classes and things like that. And it's one of the most beautiful things. Um, we have Sunday night dinners in different groups, small groups, rotary clubs, sometimes restaurants, families will bring the dinner in on Sunday nights. And it's so great for the women to see actually healthy men because that's something that they really have not experienced. In fact, one of the girls that's graduating asked my husband if he'd walk her this year, which our graduation and celebration will be on October the 6th at the Grove Hotel. But she asked, would he walk her? Because she said, I've really never actually known some man that was really a Christian in my life. And that is the experience of a lot of the women. So we first opened, we had women helping women, but now we just say empowering because we have men and women that are both really important in the lives of the women. So I have to say from experience that the graduations are just always so moving and so cool. That brings me to uh, the fact that we cannot let you leave without sharing with us um, some of the stories of women who've gone through chrysalis and have had their lives changed for forever. Well, we have uh, so many, which I'm really excited about, to think about one specific one. Um, over the last several years, there was a woman who graduated our program, who I won't, I'll say Linda, so that we're not using her name. That's not her name. <laughs> and her mother was just praying and praying for her. In fact, her mother was a volunteer at Chrysalis for a while, while her daughter was really out in the streets. She was intravenously shooting up. She had really, you know, when the women are out on the street, they pretty much stay away from their families or friends or anybody that they've really known because they're just basically living to get high. And so in this case, and in many cases, we have mothers that are just praying their hearts out for their, for their daughters to come to Chrysalis, to get help, to stop to be able to regain sanity. And that was the case with this mother. And the particular woman, it took her a long time to actually come in. She started coming in a few times, but she wouldn't make it in. There'd be an excuse of some sort, but finally she made it in. 
and she was there for several months before she really had asked Christ into her life. So the first probably six or eight months that she was there, our program is 18 months to graduate on stage at the Grove. She was kind of going through the motions like a lot of the women do. They want to please their families, please the staff at Chrysalis, and you know, somewhere inside themselves, they also want to want to get better. But what we found until they really make that commitment to Jesus Christ and really have a different view on who Jesus is and what he's done for them, it's difficult. And she finally did make that decision and that commitment in her life. She was a house assistant for a little bit after that and then left Chrysalis, graduated Chrysalis. She started working in her church with the youth and married a wonderful Christian man. And they have married and have two beautiful children and recently have just come back from some months of Bible school. And they're actually right now seeking God on what direction they're going to be going in in the future. And so that's one of many, many stories. Uh, my assistant right now is an alumni, a graduate of Chrysalis. She is doing a fabulous job sharing her story with the community and how much Chrysalis and God have helped to mold her into the woman that she is today. I know Chrysalis is a nonprofit, so you need donors and you probably have lots of other needs. Do you want to talk about that? Yes, I do. You know, we really feel, Chrysalis, like I said, has been around for 18 years, and we really feel like we're kind of like the loaves and fishes in the basket that Jesus turned into enough to feed 5,000 people. Uh, when I think of Chrysalis, that's what I think of, because honestly, we've been able to do so much for God and for our community on not a whole lot of funds. And so one of the things that we're always looking for are monthly donors. We really, really appreciate our donors so much. I mean, I just absolutely love our donors. And it's something that will really help us to be able to thrive and continue if we could get more monthly donors. So regardless of how much it is a month, it's just very helpful and needed. Longtime vision, what I'm going to be working on over the next several years is a building. We are so in need of a building. So anyone out there interested in donating us a building, we just love to have it. But if you'd just like to help us in any way, we'd love to have you. We are always in need of volunteers as well. We have people that teach our classes, that help drive women to appointments, that help us in the office, uh, that coach the women um, every week. We just have people that help us fundraise, help us with our events. So there's all kinds of different ways that you can also help by volunteering. And I just want to ask that you would also pray for us because we need prayer. We're in a battle every day, as are the women, and we really appreciate any prayers that you could send up in favor of us and of our work and our mission. If you'd like to know more about Chrysalis, please go to chrysaliswomenidaho.org. Chrysalis is C-H-R-Y-S-A-L-I-S, womenidaho.org. And you'll see our events and more about our programs and testimonies of the women 
on our webpage. Thank you so much for having me today. Just to expand on your comment about needing a building, right now I know that you're spread out across several buildings, whether it's for housing or for offices. And so what you're looking for is just one building, right? Yes, we want one building that we can put our offices in and the women that are in the first several months of our program, then they would move into transitional housing. Right now they move right into transitional housing and like I said, we're excited for the first month that we're able to spend more time with them. But the more ideal situation is if we were in the building with them for the first maybe, you know, two or three months before they would go out to the homes into transitional living. So that actually has been my vision since we we opened and we're getting closer to that. So we're very excited because we want to help the women in Idaho as much as we possibly can. And right now, Crystal is a huge asset here. And uh, we just thank you for those of you who will be able to let your friends and neighbors know about Chrysalis and pray for us. Thank you. Marcia, how can someone get involved in the program as a participant or a volunteer? How do they donate or how would they golf in the upcoming golf tournament? Okay, great question. So I had mentioned our website. There is an application on our website for anyone that would like to be part of Chrysalis, uh, that would like to change their life. You can go to Chrysalis and fill out an application and fax that in or drop it by. 2419 West State Street is our office address, Boise, Idaho. My email is Marsha at chrysalisidaho.org. You're welcome to email me if you'd like any more information or you would like to volunteer. There's also a volunteer application on our website. I want to mention we're also on Facebook. We put all of the upcoming events on Facebook, which would be Chrysalis Women's Transitional Living on Facebook. And the phone number at the office, in case you want to call in, is 208-424-1323. So if you want to be involved in any of those areas, we would love to have you. And just give us a call or an email. Marsha, thanks so much for sharing your story. Thank you for what you do. And that is going to take us out. Thanks so much for listening. Remember, you too have a story. Be sure to live it to the fullest. Thank you for listening to Let Me Tell You a Story. Please email your comments, suggestions, and submissions to story at beckyliles.com. That's all for now. Tune in next time to enjoy a fresh assortment of stories on Let Me Tell You a Story.